Live well, bank well at Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. At Affinity Plus, the approach to banking is different because they focus on people, not profit. They serve members with care, excellence, and integrity, built on a solid foundation since 1930. The Affinity Plus not-for-profit cooperative structure allows members to receive maximum benefits while experiencing outstanding service. By and large, members of Affinity Plus love this credit union. And Affinity Plus loves the communities they serve. And they are a strong community partner working very hard every day to support the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more. Or just have a chat and some free coffee. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are visiting with our friends from Bridges of Hope. On the line with us, the Executive Director, Bernadette Foe, and Marketing Coordinator, Lori Sharonbrock. Ladies, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Thank you. I understand. Uh, well, maybe what we should do is start by just explaining to our listeners what Bridges of Hope is all about. Bernadette, if you will. Thank you so much, Ken, and thank you for having us. Uh, it's, it always feels at home when we do come to your show. Bridges of Hope is a community connection point that serves the Crowing County and Brainerd Lakes area as a safety net providing resource connection services and other uh, community services to those in need. And needs do vary based on life crisis, and our goal is to ensure that these crises do not escalate to catastrophes. So our goal is to help stabilize and give um, hope and support both financial, emotional, and um, support groups to these individuals who may need us. Very good. And how are you operating differently in, during these times? Oh, well, our scope has widened exponentially. Oh, wow. We have uh, done a great thing prior to all of this by integrating our programs. So we are being more proactive in the services that we provide. And so, for example, Operation Sandwich is housed at Bridges of Hope. And one of the things we're doing differently is because having a sandwich is no longer practical because we cannot gather in the parks as, as had been the case before. Mm -hmm. And families were finding it difficult to have transportation to go daily to the schools to get these lunches. So what Bridges of Hope did was to partner with Sharing Bread Soup Kitchen and a big shout out to Shannon there because in partnering with them, they could not also have people come in for dining because of the no congregation and social distancing requirements. So what we did, we partnered, and instead of doing sandwiches, we now do grocery bags. And this has, had helped people to stay at home for weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. So Thursdays, 5.30 to 6, we give out grocery bags. And in those grocery bags, it's not just about food. We've included our other programming, like the laundry support services. We provide uh, detergents. We also provide conversation starter cards for our self-healing communities projects and mm. menu cards. And in this way, it's more holistic, it's proactive, and it's more integrating in the services that we provide. And we also collaborated with the county to provide food for homeless individuals who we have also benefited from the um, hotel voucher programs from them. Wow. Yeah, you <laughs> really have thought this out. 
Uh, Bernadette, we have uh, Pastor Sarah scheduled to be on our show in June, so it'll be fun to talk more about that. But you mentioned those grocery bags available between 5.30 and 6 at the Sharing Bread Soup Kitchen. Is that every day that they're available? They're available on Thursdays mostly. Thursdays, very good. All right. Um, You uh, also, of course, are uh, funded in part through some of the monies you generate at uh, your stores. Common goods. Common goods. Mm -hmm. And uh, I understand now those are back operating, uh, but a little differently again. Yes. So our stores were closed down uh, for almost two months. And, of course, that affects income and the revenue stream because most of our our programs are funded from the sales from those stores. Um, So what we did, we have an online shopping platform now. And, and Laurie can talk more about that, but we do have shopping there. And then we also do have um, a curbside pickup donations by appointment. But we also have the stores open for a limited time. You will require a mask to shop at Common Goods because what we want to do is to provide a safe shopping environment for our customers. But at the same time, I want to be mindful of the safety of both my staff and the volunteers because we want to ensure that everyone is is overall safe. And we do also observe social distancing measures while you shop with us. And we would provide um, you with a mask if you don't have one for a dollar. We also have hand sanitizing stations that are there and markings to help you follow uh, the distancing. So we're doing everything we can to not just um, do revenue generations, but to make sure we are both innovative and health conscious as we do our service and business practice daily. Wonderful. That's great. It's good to hear. And you said you are still accepting donations, but by appointment only. By appointment only because we don't want, um, we want to be sure to limit the crowd, but also we want to be able to space out um, the donations as they come so we can sort them out. We can allow them to breathe so that if there's any potential um, there are no transference because, you know, in sure. all of this, we don't really have the capacity to do um, trans, uh, like tracking of what um, is coming to us, where it's been, and all of that. And so if we're disseminating things, we want to make sure we have time to disinfect, to do sure. the necessary cleaning, so that if somebody buys from us, you can guarantee safety and not be worried about the potential for being infected as well. That's yes. fantastic. Yeah. That's good. So, Lori, let's talk a little bit. You got a special event coming up? We do. It's called the the Party for Hope. Um, You know, like many area nonprofits or just all groups in general, um, doing on-site, in-person fundraisers has really changed. And um, with social distancing rules and large group gathering rules, it just, you know, it isn't possible to do those in-person events like we used to. So Bernadette kind of alluded to earlier, we really had to innovate and think about how can we still generate revenue for these programs because if there was ever a time of need, now is it, mm-hmm. um, and still provide something kind of you know fun and that adds value to the community. So um, most of our in-person events have had to be canceled or put on hold and we're in the process of rescheduling. But what we could do in the meantime is take advantage of this online technology that a lot of people are doing and do a virtual fundraiser. So we picked June 5th. It's a Friday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And we have a really fun program uh, planned out. We're going to be emceed 
by Dave Bedeau, the uh, mayor of Brainerd, and I believe he's involved with um, community action as well. And he's so graciously um, offered his services to kind of be our our host and the the the, the, the fun person between um, guests. We have a special musical guest, Todd Lissio. If anybody's familiar with his music, he <laughs> plays in bands, and um, he's with the Journey North uh, Church. He's just an awesome, awesome person. And um, he'll be singing for us at some point. And then Annie Meehan is um, an inspirational and motivational speaker, and she'll have three or four minutes to talk about, you know, inspiring hope and what hope can do in a community to bring it together in times like this. And then there'll be other pieces about, um, like, Operation Sandwich, for example, and from our stores, and just talking about the difference that having Bridges of Hope in our community makes. And then... Um, hoping that if people are able to donate money to those programs, because as Bernadette said, with the stores being down for almost two months and and virtually no on-site fundraising available, um, those funds are needed now more than ever. So how do we link up to this? How do we be a part of this on that June 5th? Uh, That's a great question. Um, We have a website, uh, bridgesofhopemn.org, and there's a section on there for events, and you can go there, and there's a link to RSVP. It's free. There's no cost to to join the Zoom, Um, but when you do that, then it kind of registers you for the emails that will send you the the Zoom link to join. Or you can go to our Facebook page at Bridges of Hope, and there's an events you know, section on those Facebook pages, and there's an event there, and the link to the the Zoom is there, so you'll be able to just grab it right from the event on Friday night. So you can either go through our website or the Facebook event, and we'll be posting updates and some other fun stuff um, on the social media um, up until that day, too. Very good. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, you've both alluded to the fact that more than ever, yeah, folks are needing help. Uh, do you have some statistics on the numbers? I mean, we've seen it everywhere, how food shelves and uh, the need has just grown tremendously during this pandemic. Um, talk about that aspect just a little bit. Well, in terms of our numbers, we, in terms of food, especially in um, our budget increased over 500% of what we were expending. Um, just within three weeks, one of the first um, invoices we got from Cobb Foods was to the tune of $9,000. Um, and then we had other constraints. For example, usually people will donate peanut butter and jelly, jelly so, to help us make the sandwiches. But because these were individual items that people will either buy and try to donate, we were needing to do a lot more work in terms of disinfecting and making sure that we make sure they're safe before they are used or sent out. But also you have to check for expiration dates and a lot of those things. And based on the fact that there were social distancing measures that were very, very restricted at the time, we could not necessarily make use of volunteers. Now, these volunteers are mostly in the vulnerable populations as considered by the CDC um, for those who would be susceptible to the disease. And so based on these constraints, we could no longer accept those. And so buying in bulk became the new trend because we could say, well, we got this from Cup Foods and contact tracing will be more doable and easier for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so based on that, we, we relied heavily on buying versus getting uh, in-kind donations. 
So that was one thing. In terms of the need, you know as well as I do that the employment industry in this area is heavy in the hospitality industry, and those were the hardest hit. Yes. Bars, restaurants, and, and things like that, resorts were all closed as a result of the coronavirus. And so unemployment shut up. And based on that, people were needing a lot more. So we had a lot more people depending on our services. As a result, we had to expand um, uh, more to cater to that. And we already had issues with unemployment in this area. There is no um, organization that has really uh, intentionally planned and had a program session for these individuals. And so adding all of those to that, you know, we saw a huge um, number in our our um, request. And so per week, we were um, handing out anywhere from 100 to 125 bags um, a week when people come to get um, these foods. Another thing we had not really thought about was transportation. And you know uh, transportation is key for you to be able to go and get help. It's one thing. Uh, knowing about it, it's totally different. And so we had to also incorporate delivery delivery options for these people. And so those were all things that were not in our programming, were not in our budget, and we did not foresee all of those. And mm -hmm. it got harder for these people to go about because you cannot guarantee to have that six feet in a, in a public transportation system. And so helping with the delivery was also uh, very beneficial because we looked at vulnerabilities from different perspectives in the sense there were people who were either physically immobile and just can't get around. There were those who are just vulnerable based on age or another illness. And there were those who just cannot afford it financially. And so based on all of those, we had to incorporate and try to improvise and make sure we could uh, intentionally and proactively find solutions for them. Bernadette, I have no doubt that we have listeners that are saying, well, what can I do to help? And uh, it sounds like uh, maybe the best thing to do is donate uh, uh, gift cards, or, if yeah. you will, or cash to help uh, purchase these groceries? Yes. So gift cards and groceries are good, and, and um, we encourage people to donate to a program of their choice. If, 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 if Operation Sandwich is what you're passionate about, by all means, donate to Operation Sandwich. There are a lot of needs there. If you're interested in the laundry and support services, um, that's a great option too. Resource connection where we help people um, with uh, rent, utilities, and a lot of all those other uh, services. And uh, in some cases, we we help pay for them to be rehabilitated in terms of um, recovery processes based on whatever life experience people are going through. Whatever um, you find dear to your heart, you donate and just make the indication so that we can um, appropriate your, your funds accordingly. Sure. Uh, the first thing is to join us um, on June 5th to make sure that you can be part of this and, and it's more informi informative. Uh, and I am hoping that beyond uh, giving and being part of us, you would also be inspired by the, the music, by the speakers, and by the good uh, company that we hope to have that day. And, awesome. and Bernadette, how about volunteers? You, you mentioned you do have a few that are trying to help deliver groceries and so on. Do you still need help in that department? If someone would like to volunteer, can they do that? Yes. So now it's getting to be more flexible to be able to make a sense of those uh, volunteer um, processes because the governor has uh, loosened some of the restrictions. So now if you want to volunteer, you can reach out to us and we'll be able to um, be uh, joining us 
through these processes, and we definitely will find your, your time and your service and your help invaluable to the process. So by all means, go to our website, um, message us on Facebook, and we would be more than happy to have you join us. Bridgesofhopemn.org, correct? Yes, please. All right. Okay. In the meantime, let's mark it on our calendars. It's coming up here on Friday, Friday June 5th. You said from 7 to 8 p.m., and again, we can link up at bridgesofhopemn.org or the Facebook page. Yes, please. Wonderful. Well, ladies, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We really appreciate you doing it, and uh, we'll uh, hope everybody shows up for the virtual event on Friday the 5th. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our, our guests today are from Bridges of Hope. Bernadette Foe is the executive director. Lori Sharon Brock is the marketing coordinator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available online on our website anytime. Just go to 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can always listen to through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.